Hey world, this is Ross here. This is my podcast, episode 15. Um, let me turn these headphones down a little bit, or the monitors. Uh, th- yeah, thanks for tuning in. I know I am like so late. I missed last week. I'm late today. Uh, what can you do? I was on vacation for two weeks. I got one podcast done when I first got to Massachusetts, and then, um, Jacob, what's up, dude? I, uh, I got one done when I was in Massachusetts, and then just as they do, everything just kind of got away from me, and I slacked, and I didn't do another one until I got back to Nashville, which I am back now. We made it home safe. Super excited to be back. Um, Yeah, and we're here. We made it. Just cleaned the house, getting our lives organized, me and Emma and Tina, and... um, yeah, ready to get back to work. So a couple shows, actually, I just booked a brand new show at the City Winery here in Nashville. That's going to be Thursday, August 9th with an artist named Zach Wilkerson and my good buddy. He plays keys with me. He recorded on the newest record, uh, Grant Garland and his trio are also on the bill. And then I'm, op- I'm opening the show solo. Um, and then I'm playing August 11th, Saturday, August 11th. At the Bowery, uh, what the hell is it called? The Bowery Vault. The Bowery Vault here in Nashville, <laughs> sorry, uh, with Devin Heath. It's his CD release party. I'm opening that show as well. And uh, August 4th, Saturday, August 4th, I'll be back up in New England at Mount Sunapee with the trio. It's me, Phil, and uh, filling in on drums is going to be Dennis Monagle who is a legend of the North Shore. I've known him since I started playing. He's an amazing drummer, even better guy, and he's playing drums with us. So that's going to be Saturday, August 4th. We're playing noon to three-ish for the uh, New Hampshire Craftsman's Fair at Mount Sunapee. So if you're up in New England, if you feel like making a trip up there, August 4th, you should come up. Um, And as always, you can check out all the dates coming up at rosslivermore.com. Also, all these podcasts are brought to you by Dude Stoked, the lifestyle brand. Check out Your Dude Stoked on Instagram. Um, And we have a store on Big Cartel. The tanks are selling like crazy. So if you want to get one of those purple, what purple? What the hell am I talking about? Aqua. (laughs) The uh, the master uh, fader here on my my screen is purple and I was just looking at it. Anyway, if you want to get one of those tanks, they're selling fast. So you can still get one at dude stoked big cartel and uh check out the hey world playlist i'm going to be updating that right after i finish this podcast and uh yeah you can check out some of the music i've been into and listening to and some of my friends who have released new music just a bunch of cool stuff that i feel like sharing musically with you um and i think that's it so here we are hey world episode 15 let's do it All right, here we are. And if you're watching the Instagram feed, I actually am doing a live Facebook feed as well because I have the iPad, I have an iPhone, full Mac stuff here. Might as well just do live feeds um, for everything. So yeah, I'm back in Nashville. We drove back on, uh, what is it, Thursday? We drove back, started the drive on Tuesday, 
And man, it's like from Massachusetts to here is an 18 hour drive. And luckily, my aunt lives in uh, Mechanicsburg, the home of Brett Michaels, lead singer from great American rock and roll band Poison, um, which is right outside Harrisburg. So she lives in Mechanicsburg, so I get to have a nice pit stop. So her dog and Tina get to run around and we get to sleep in a, a normal bed, not a creepy red roof inn or a Motel 6. And uh, it's a great halfway point. So we drove Tuesday. Um and the drive from Mass to Pennsylvania is always like the worst. Even though it's longer from Pennsylvania to Nashville, it's just like driving through Connecticut is such a pain in the ass. And like, I don't know. I just, Connecticut is just one of those states that is, from the moment I cross into it, it just frustrates the hell out of me. I don't know what it is. It's the roads. It's the drivers. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we stopped at Pennsylvania chilled did the whole drive yesterday we were listening to this podcast about um what the hell was it called the gar the guardian it was about this woman online named teal swan who's this like holistic healer and man oh she just like has this commune down in costa rica and her her deal was that like apparently she is somewhat of a counselor that they're trying to create this case against her that she's telling her patients and her clients to like commit suicide. Um, and it is just like the super creepy podcast. So we were listening to that really uplifting stuff. Um, and finally made it back to Nashville and man, I am like so happy to be back. It was such a great trip home. I'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, it's funny, like before we went home, I was like really, excited to get out of Nashville for a little bit just because it's like it can be weird living in an industry town sometimes just like everyone has an angle and has an agenda it feels like but um, there's a lot of people here who are also just like on the grind and just working really hard and it's inspiring but it can also be like frustrating in some ways it's just like a hard it's it's it's, it's like a weird um, landscape to manage I guess so sometimes it's really nice to just get the hell out of t out of town for a little bit. And I know every musician that lives here uh, feels similarly um, about that. But yeah, I was really kind of feeling that before we went home. And then, you know, you just get home and like, I have to be honest, I haven't really like, I, I just, and all that we did, I did two trip weekend trips up to New Hampshire and I don't think I've laughed as much as I laughed on those two trips. Um, as I have in the past year, it was just like such a good time. Good friends, <clears throat> good music we played. It was just like, it was awesome. It was a much needed trip. So when I get back here, I can feel like, all right, I could put the work boots on the metaphoric work boots on and, uh, get back to it. Um, and you just get some family time. It was just, I don't know, just, it's hard. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to like take a vacation. I don't know. I think it's partly me and it's partly just like, it's two things really. The day-to-day -day work of being an artist is like kind of enjoyable to me. You know, it's a pain in the ass. There's a lot of things you got to deal with. And, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I like it. So when it comes to vacations, I almost like don't want to take time off because I want to just keep working. 
But then there's also this like, I don't know. It's just like, I always, I guess it's the grass is always greener. It's like, you want to take a vacation and you want to have some friends and family time. But at the same point, when you're doing that, you're like, man, there's so much stuff I should be doing. And I don't know. I I struggle with it sometimes, but uh, these past two weeks were really, really good. And I got to think a lot about stuff. I was actually thinking about doing this podcast and like, it's been, it's been a learning curve for me for sure to even do this podcast. Um, just because like, you know, people listen, I, I, I check the listeners from here and there and people are interested. It seems like, and people listen to it, which is cool. But like at the same point, I'm like, should I be doing this? Should I just be focusing all my energy on music? Um, it just, it's, it's like the wild west when it comes to just being a musician and being an artist in the 21st century, you don't really know what's right and what's wrong. And I was like, is, is this cool? Is, you know, am I worthy of speaking? Am I worthy of having listeners? Just like all these questions, um, that I was running through my head and I don't know. I just kind of had a like, fuck it moment. And I'm like, you know, I, I really enjoy doing the podcast. I like it. I can talk out some stuff. It's like just as much for me as it is for anyone and like content and all that stuff. But I really enjoy it. And um, I get to see who is uh, <laughs> who is watching on the live feed, Tom Doyle <laughs> and all these people. It's, it's, it's just really so I, I really like doing it. Bottom line. Um, so I just decided like, even though I took a week and a half off, that was partly like part of, it was part of it. Like, should I, can should I continue doing this? Like, sorry, I'm doing a Bill Belichick, like the old, uh, press conference snot thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I was just like questioning a lot of things, but I, I've decided that like the podcast is a good thing for me to do. I like doing it. And if nothing else, that's the reason why I should continue. And I think that is true with most artistic things or really all artistic things. It really like if I heard, I actually heard a quote, it was on a Jason Mraz um, Spotify performance thing. And they, the question was, what was, what advice would he give to an aspiring younger Jason Mraz? And he's like, if you, well, he's, he said, just play. And if you have an, a, a true love for music and a true love for the whole process, then you'll, you really won't make a wrong decision because everything is for the, for the love of the game. Um, and that's what I'm trying to realize. And I think that's what this podcast has kind of helped me realize. It's like, you know, you, you have a love for this thing and you need to find new ways to continue to do it. And I think through this podcast, it's, it's helped me continue in a way. Um, because I think a lot of artists today, especially artists, my age, like thirties kind of struggle with social media and like, what do you do and how are you true to yourself and how can you be true to yourself as an artist and as a person and like taking pictures of yourself and like posting captions and all this weird stuff that you see younger artists doing. It's just like, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. It's just not something that I would do normally, like naturally. And I think the podcast for me is something that I am uh, naturally, well, I, I, 
I, I wouldn't say I'm a natural by any means, but I think it's something that's truer to who I am um, as a person and as an artist. And that's why I am continuing to do it. Hey, Carol. I actually, so funny story. Um, Carol Eaton is watching the Facebook live feed and I went to, she worked at the, the high school I went to and I was in school with her daughters. And actually last time I flew to Boston, which was in, uh, to do that wedding for Steve Ruggiero, my friend, um, I ran into Jess in the airport. I like, it was so random. I kind of like, you know, when you see someone like way out of context, you know, I flew in really late and you're just kind of like looking around and you see someone you're like, is that, is that that person? You kind of double take, but it was Jess Eaton. Um, so a little funny. I don't know. She probably told you that. Um, so that's a nice story for you guys. And, uh, you know, it, for the people who are tuning in. Um, so anyway, the podcast, it will be back on schedule. I think my goal to do it is to pre-record it on Mondays. That's what I think. That's like the goal I'm going to try to stick to and then like put it out Tuesday, Wednesdays. That's what I said I was going to do earlier, but obviously went on vacation, missed the week, super late on this week, but whatever. I'm just going to keep it going because I like it. And if you don't, well, you don't have to listen, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, so Atatash. We played up in New Hampshire and, I, you know, it was kind of a bummer because... Normally, if a show gets rained out, or in the past, if it got rained out, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal because I played with Paul and Phil um, pretty much when we were doing it at the height of our of our playing. I think we were playing pretty much like every weekend. Um, oh, my mom's watching. <laughs> hey, mom. She's just pumped that I made it back safe. Um, so that's cool. Hey, mom. Um so yeah, I used to, um, it, it wasn't as big of a deal, you know, and we didn't even get rained out. So basically what happened, we rented a house up in North Conway, which we've been playing up there for six, seven years up at Atatash and the Red Park, a pub and just a bunch of other mountains up there, Wildcat. And, uh, we had been scheduled to play on, I think it was the 14th and I don't really check the weather that often. And I know Phil is like crazy weather checker guy. Anytime we have some sort of weekend, he's like, you guys see the weather? Oh, you guys, uh, you guys check the weather. <laughs> and he obviously did. And it looked like there was going to be some rain, but up there, you never really know like it, it. Cause there's, you know, all these mountain valleys and you never know where the storms can be directed and, you know, meteorologist stuff. Anyway. So we, we thought this storm was going to hold off and it did for like the first hour. So we set up, everything was good. And we focused a lot of our time on playing like all the new originals just to kind of like, it's just to get like a good, it was almost like a, I wouldn't say live rehearsal because it was a great amount of people there, but like where the stages and where the people are, you're kind of like, you're half playing for everybody, but you're half like background music. Um, so we play, we were like, let's play all the, all the new originals. And so we got a good hour set and then the rain came and like, it wasn't enough to shut it down, you know, but it was enough to really like make everybody, 
everyone was just like, I'm not going to stand outside in the rain. So most of the people left, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but other than that, like, it's so great to play with Paul and Phil because, you know, we don't get to do it as much, but it's just like, it's hard to explain. I think most musicians who have played with people for a long time um, will get it. But it's hard to explain, like, when you play with someone for that long, you just know what's going to happen and you just know how each other plays. Um, so it's like riding a bike in a way. But one of the things that I did notice this time, Aaron, Aaron Katz, what's happening? Um, Aaron Katz plays with Percy Hill, plays with Phil the Cheese and the New England Groove Association. Um, what is Oh, yeah, we did see a lot of Break for Moose signs up there. Carol Eaton, actually, we played, I think our second gig ever was at Jess, her daughter, who I saw in the airport. I think it was at her graduation party. And I think that was in Beverly Farms. Um, that was the second gig ever. The first gig we ever played, it was our high school band, was at Paul's sister's graduation party at the AOH in Peabody. Uh, first gig ever just legendary stuff i think i had a wireless mic at that point because i was such a dumbass <laughs> um and i think paul the, i you know what i'll have to if he comes on at some point when he's in nashville he'll have to tell you the story but I, th I think that that first show we ever played he got in trouble for something and he just got a new like hi-hat set and his, his dad took it away from him he's like you can't play the hi-hat set at this <laughs> at emily's graduation party I know the story. I'll, I'll let Paul tell it. That's kind of the story. Anyway, um, so back to Adatash. So one of the things I did notice when we were playing was, you know, Paul's been playing with Tall Heights. Phil's been playing with um, the New England Groove Association. And we've all kind of been like, you know, our paths have diverged a little bit. And we every time we go back, it's like it used to be. But there's things in their playing that... I just like, I don't know, just feels that Paul does that. I'm like, that's new. That's a cool thing. Or like way, I don't know, just it, we're all progressing as musicians, which is great. And that's important. And that's the point. But you can hear that within the context of us just being on this bike that we've been riding our whole lives. You know what I mean? And it's like such a cool thing to see and to feel like, the way that you can play the songs and the way that the songs were recorded and the fills and the, you know, the, the, the grooves and the, the harmonies with all these new, uh, approaches, I guess, and new, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's great. It's great to see that we're all there and in the pocket, but also bringing new ideas to the songs at a live context. It's super, I don't know super interesting to, to see and to hear. And I'm, I'm just like really thankful that even though I moved and it's almost three years from now, yeah, it's, it's coming up on three years that we're still playing and we're still, uh, we're still doing it and it's, st and it's still growing, you know? And I'm really thankful for that. Um, and it's like when you play with guys that long, it's important. And I think this, this is true with friendships or anything. Um, that, you know, it, you need to, it's a two-way street, you know? And I think 
we make this group that we play with a, a priority and you have to, you know what I mean? If you move or you, um, you know, go away for a certain amount of time and you want to stay in touch with someone, it can't just be one person putting in all the work because eventually it'll fizzle out. And I think with me, Paul and Phil and our group, like we all put in effort to keep it going and cause it's an important thing to us. And, um, it's a really special thing to have. So doing shows like that at Atatash, it makes it a bit of a bummer when you're like, Oh, this rain, why did it have to come today? Um, but you know, that's, that's playing outside. You know, there's, there's nothing you can do when you're, uh, when, when you're, you're playing outside, the elements are out of your control. Um, but you know, that's it. And then we went on a hike the next day up to Mount Shikorua, which is just great. Um, the White Mountains, such a good time. And my cousin Jonathan and Jean brought their baby. And John, like a champion, carried little Wesley on his back the whole way. We actually had to stop, I think, like probably couple miles in because we were getting some thunder we didn't see any lightning but we uh john had wes on his back and he had one of those like child backpack things with like a camel back and gene was just joking and she's like you know if, if lightning struck john and john and wes that's my whole family i'm just gonna jump off the top of the mountain <laughs> but luckily so what we did we stopped two about two miles in when we, when we saw it, like the rain really started coming down and we're like i think we should probably call it um, on this hike because I don't think we're, I just don't think it's possible for us to make it to the top with all the rain and the thunder. So we're like, all right, we all brought victory beers for the top. And we're like, we might as well, Hey Kim, what's happening? Um, we're like, we might as well drink the victory beers now. So by the time it, the storm passed us was like, we, I think it took us like 15 minutes to chug this beer, not even chug to, to leisurely sip the beer. Um, the storm had passed and the sun came out and we're like, all right, let's, let's keep going. Um, so we did the hike, got a little pizza ban on the way back and it was great. Just a good trip. Every trip up to North Conway area, the North Conway area is just so, uh, just so awesome. Such a good place. It's like God's country up there. Um, yeah, such a good time. And then I just, you know, it's like, the good part about doing a vacation like that is, I don't know, I just got to catch up with a lot of good friends of mine. Um, and every time I go home, it's like the babies are just growing. It's crazy. Um, and I'm just that age, you know, like in the 30s and people just have kids. And every year it's like they're, they're full vocabulary and, you know, running around. It's, it's, it's so awesome to see. And it was the Griff's birthday. So we went out on the boat with my pops, had some lobsters at uh, the Hartnett's house, and just a great vacation. Overall, solid, solid vacation. But, you know, like, that's the point of vacation is to come back to whatever you're doing, fully recharged and ready to... uh ready to work, ready to get to it. And, uh, so we're finishing, I think on next Tuesday, 
finishing the record. We uh, are doing guitar for one more song, backgrounds for three, and we should be done as a uh, as done with tracking. So the process from here is just um, get it mixed, get it mastered, figure out some artwork, and just put it out. And I think so. The reason, part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast before we did it is to kind of get it established. So once we start doing, um, once we start releasing songs, I know I already talked about Walter and Allison on this, on the podcast, but just, um, just get this established as a thing that I'm doing by the time that music comes out. So I can start getting a little more in depth about songwriting and the songs that are on the record and all the people. And I don't know. I think it's such an interesting process to me, like the record process and the touring and like all of the stuff that is involved. I love like all the aspects of it. Um, so having this established as a thing I'm doing by the time the music comes out, it's like, cool. Now I can get into it a little bit more and talk about like what the plan is and get a little bit more in depth with our approach and our marketing and, um, all the really uh, the nerdy stuff that you guys might not even be interested in, but maybe you are. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but it's certainly something that I really enjoy talking about um, for the most part. I was just checking to see where I was at for time on this. Um, what else should I talk about? Who knows? Who knows? Um, this is the problem with me doing the live feed because normally (laughs) if I lose my train of thought, I'll just stop the recording and then think about something else to talk about. But now that I'm doing a live thing, I got to just keep, I got to just keep going. (laughs) And it's like super weird. Um, but yeah, so back in Nashville, back to work. I'm actually really pumped. So we were driving back to, I think we were in Virginia and Emma was doing some of the driving, which was really cool. And I was just chilling and I'm like, and I, I, there's only like three or four people that, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but like there's three or four people that I am not a nervous wreck with when they're behind the wheel and I'm like not driving. I think I'm just such a like control freak when it comes to driving I'm always like I need to I need to be driving because like I need to feel responsible and when oh thanks Carol (laughs) um and I don't know I don't I feel like anytime Emma drives I'm just like nervous and she definitely lets me know and gives me a ton of shit about it and uh it's funny when she's driving because the things that I bitch about with other drivers I hear her starting to bitch about it. and I'm like, oh, okay, when you're behind the wheel, it's it's a little different, but when I'm behind the wheel, I'm an old man. I can hear you. Oh, then she <laughs> She's walking in right now on me. I'm talking about how you <laughs> I'm talking about how you um how when I'm driving I bitch about other drivers. No, I heard you say you're nervous when I drive. I am nervous when you drive. <laughs> No, I think you're a good driver. I think we hit a milestone. What? I got us home 30 minutes earlier than we were expecting. Because you're driving like evil can evil. I was driving evil can evil. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, busted. Busted. Um, but anyway, we made it. Uh, I, uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. So we, she was driving, and I got a text about doing this gig at City Winery, August 9th. And, like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel like this, but it's such a, like, peaks and valleys type of thing when you're doing music because you're like am I doing this right am I doing all that I can be doing there's just so many questions and so many insecurities that come with it and like peaks and valleys daily like you could get an email saying here this is this great opening spot and then follow followed up by like you know you lost a gig or like you know you owe money on this whatever thing or I, I don't know it's like so many so many different variables that happen to you daily um that you kind of just need to be level. But when she was driving, um, I got a call to do this gig at city winery and I have, my friend is the booking guy there. And I met him through Trevor Larkin, who's I've talked about, he was on the podcast episode seven. Um, and we just became friends and I've, I've like filled in on some of their, uh, lounge shows. They, they have it, uh, at the Nashville location, just a really good guy. Um, so he called me and he, we've kind of like talked about possible opening spots and he asked me to do this opening spot for a guy named Zach Wilkerson and I checked out his music and it's great. He's just like a soul rock guy from Texas and it's a real good, um, it's a real good fit. So I'm doing a solo thing and then he's like, yeah, have you ever heard of this guy, Grant Garland? And I'm like, of course I've heard of Grant. Like I met Grant through a mutual friend of ours named Elliot Blaufus, who Elliot has the number one song on the Hey World playlist right now, Instantaneous, great guy, was just playing keys with Philip Phillips. Um, just a solid dude. So Elliot actually had the the random like, hey, everyone, I got a cool basement, everyone just come over and let's jam with no agenda, um, which was like very unique. Like anytime you play with someone here, especially... Um, it's normally like because you have a gig you don't just like get together and jam with people it's either like you're writing a song or you are pre like rehearsing for a gig so Elliot had this random practice and Dan my roommate was the drummer and I was just like playing guitar and singing and Grant came over Grant and Elliot too are just like these type of freak people who can play every instrument sing their ass off like can be any member of the band sideman utility guy frontman friggin' just like super talented. So we all played and we all became friends and I've written, I wrote one of the songs on the new record with Elliot and Grant played some guitar and he's played keys with me as well. So, uh, when Mike asked me to do the city winery gig, um, he's like, yeah, have you heard of Grant Garland? Like he's going to be on the gig too. And I'm like, Grant is like a really good friend. So it's, it's just funny how this stuff kind of like organically, um, comes together. You know, it's like you, you might feel like shit one day about your career and where you're not. And then you get a call to open for a great artist at a great venue here in Nashville. And you're like, Yo, you know, maybe things are uh, maybe things are working. You know, it's 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 such a like such a crapshoot sometimes. And, you know, I, I feel like all you ha all you can really do is just focus on like your forward motion and, and writing constantly and, 
and doing like the best you can. That's all you can really do is the best you can. And through that and like through being a good person and being active in the community, um, then like good opportunities like this will just kind of like organically pop up and you're like, Oh, that's, that's like, obviously that would happen. You know what I mean? But like when you're, when you're working and when you're at this day to day grind or like putting out a podcast or like writing, you're like, who's going to hear this? What, what are we doing here? What is the purpose of this? But ultimately it all comes back to, are you doing good work and you feel happy with the things that you're putting out into the world and you feel confident with it? And if the answer is yes, I feel like you're like, I've said this, I'm sure before on this podcast, but it's just, it's just, uh, the sky's the limit because you're almost untouchable. Actually, I saw a, um, I don't know. I'm going to get this quote wrong. Cause I don't, I don't really, I'm like Tim, the Toolman Taylor, just like quoting everything incorrectly. Um, but it was like Gary V and you know, he's, he's a crazy person, but he's a, he's big into content and you know, your brand and, and one, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I started doing a podcast, but he's just like, if you don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks, that's the point. Then you're golden. And I think the first, when I actually released this podcast, you know, the first couple, I mean, I don't even think I had a good one until episode 13, to be honest. Um, but there was such a like liberating feeling about putting out number one, because in a way, like I didn't care and I still really don't care at all. Like how people perceive it. You know, it's just me in my room, like talking out ideas and I have like Facebook live and Instagram live going. Um, I think I care more about the music that I put out. Cause like, there's so many things here in Nashville that people like, and I struggle with it too. Like, you know, the, the, the Nash, the Nashville approach, or is this fitting in with trends that are happening in the city right now? And, or, or is this going to be interesting to a publisher or like a new artist or any of the, you know, these, these typical questions that you ask yourself. But I think there's power in not giving a fuck, you know, there's power in not caring and, and feeling like you're putting good things into the world. And I think, um, that's what we need to do as artists, you know, is not care about trends and not care about what's popular now, because like you're you, I am me, you know what I mean? I am, I can only be myself. And, uh, to go back to like what I was talking about with social media earlier, like that's why I like doing the podcast because it's true to who I am as a person. And I don't think like taking selfies and putting dumbass like, you know, captions below is, is true to who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish. And I don't think it's bad. I'm not like saying that in a derogatory way to people who do do that. It's fine. It's just not who I am. And, uh, yeah. So that's why I'm doing this. And, uh, that's why I'm really excited to put out this next, next batch of songs and, and to see where it goes from here. Um, cause I think it's going to be a good place. I think it already is a good place in a way. You know, it's exciting. 
and it's fun and I still love doing it, you know? Um, I did have that friggin' like get back from vacation panic though. You know what I mean? When you're like, man, I, I spent too much money. I am out. <laughs> I am empty. I need to figure it out. Uh, but I think you do. I always do. Um, and if you're smart and if you really have a love for it, you're, you know, you got to hustle. That's the point. You got to hustle. You got to figure it out and you got to keep finding new ways to continue. And I think that's all we can really do in, in this crazy world of being an artist is just find ways to continue and to stay in the game. Whether you're at the top of the game or whether you're hanging on by a string uh, just to stay in because you can climb up the string and get back fully into the game. If that makes any sense, I don't know what uh, the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's a good point to wrap up the podcast. So thanks again for listening to Hey World. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be back every Tuesday. Um with weekly podcasts. Sorry, I missed a week and I slacked off, but I'll be back every week um, doing the podcast. And uh, this is the place where you can find out about shows and performances and other things with Dude Stoked and myself and the band and uh, songwriting. So tell your friends um, to tune in to Hey World with Ross Livermore. Um, check out your dude stoked at, uh, Instagram and on the big cartel store. You can get some sweet gear, rosslivermore.com for all of my upcoming dates. Um, and the Hey World playlist on Spotify, which I also update every week, uh, with new songs. And, uh, if you're interested, I do, I'm going to start doing Instagram live and Facebook live as well. Um, every time I do the podcast. So if you tune into that, um, if I record it a day early, you'll have a chance to listen to the podcast a day early and watch me in my weird office. You can see this deer, the chandelier, and you can see all these weird things that I have hanging on the wall behind me. So thanks again for tuning in to Hey World, episode 15. I will see you all next week. Bye-bye.